Hi, this is Sharon Sproul. I've been a member of Ogletown since 1999, and today I'm going to be reading from Psalm 8, verses 3 through 4. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Thank you for tuning in to Listening Up, a podcast devotional of Ogletown Baptist Church. I'm Champ Thornton, one of the associate pastors. This week, we're spending time together in Psalm 8. And today, we're looking at the verses that Sharon Sproul just read for us, verses 3 and 4. Have you ever taken a personality test of one kind or another? Perhaps it was the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or some other test. Well, if so, it's not uncommon for some people and their personalities to be very self-aware, while others are more outward-facing and rarely stop to think about themselves, their motivations, or how they think. This kind of variety is wonderful in that we're all made differently. So it's interesting that in today's verse, we find the author stopping to think about himself, about the whole of humanity, actually. But he's not just preoccupied with himself. Instead, he asks the Lord, according to one translation of verse 4, What are we as a race, not to mention as individuals, that you should have any concern for us? But to me, what's interesting about this passage is not that this person is stopping to be self-aware or not, but rather how that self-awareness happens. Verse 3 sets the context of our awareness of ourselves. The author, David, becomes rightly aware of humanity when viewing the human race, including himself and others, from a wider perspective. Verse 3 says, When I look at your heavens the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place. Then he asks, what is man? So these two verses taken together remind us that to get a right assessment of humanity, we can't just use ourselves as the only point of reference. If we mainly assessed the human race, all other people of the opposite gender, of other ethnicities, or different backgrounds, only from the perspective of our own person, then we'd be getting a limited viewpoint. And sadly, from that perspective, we might be tempted to think things like, I'm better than, or they're worse than, or if they'd only do what I did, or I'd never do anything like that, etc. So what do we do about this? We can't not see life through our own eyes from our own perspective. That's true. But we can follow the cues from God's word to look at other people from additional perspectives. For example, one longtime seminary professor and author, John Frame, has identified what he thinks are three different perspectives for looking at pretty much any area of life. Accordingly, he calls it triperspectivalism. Now, you don't have to remember, much less spell that name to get the gist of what he's saying. Basically, to get an accurate, true-to-reality view of something, a person or group of people in this case, you have to look at it from three angles. First, There's the view from above. This is what Frame calls the normative view because God's perspective from above is full of authority. It's our norm in life. This view examines the commands God has given and instructions he's provided. For example, in regard to people, God commands, you shall do no murder. You shall show justice and mercy. That's the view from above. Second, there's the view from within. That's Frame's existential perspective. In other words, it relates to our own existence. How do we perceive and understand? And here we see in Scripture that men and women communicate what they're thinking and feeling. This is legitimate. The Psalms express perspectives like, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm tired. This is the view from within. 
And third, there's what Frame calls the situational perspective. This is the view from outside ourselves, the setting we find ourselves in, the perspective of other people, etc. And this is the view in our verses today. The author, David, sees himself, but he sees himself from the perspective of God's creation. Against the backdrop of the galaxy, what is this human race that the Lord thinks and cares for us? So if we limit ourselves to one perspective, our perspective will be limited. Instead, like a camera that circles around the object being recorded, a 360-degree perspective will show angles and details that would be missed if the camera had stayed in only one place. And how much misunderstanding and distrust and pain could be avoided or healed if we broadened our perspective beyond ourselves. So, regardless of whether we adopt a triperspectival model, we must learn to follow this biblical pattern of viewing life, and that includes people, through more than our own eyes. We must learn to ask, what's the larger situation? How do things appear from their perspective? How would I want to be treated in that exact same scenario? What facts am I missing? And in all this, what does the Lord say about all three perspectives? What does he say? Well, our passage in Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4 is a good place to start. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? I'm so glad you took time for listening up today. I also want to encourage you to visit the Ogletown website for a list of all that's going on to help and encourage you. You can find that list at ogletown.org slash what we are doing. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.